You are now listening to the Think 180 podcast from Inc. 180 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois. Hello and welcome. Please stand by. everybody this is chris from inc 180 this is a think 180 podcast joined as always by my friend kyle craning hey everybody what's up oh man i'm trying to get used to being back in illinois sweating to death it's hard it is hard uh, i've been in california for the last week and uh it's pretty cool it was our first family trip in like four years because mm -hmm. we're poor and we don't go on vacations that much but uh, my son and his band had this really cool opportunity to play a show at the whiskey in Hollywood. So, um, that's been kind of in the works for the last seven, eight months. Mm -hmm. So we got, got to go out there and we've got family out there. So we made a week vacation out of it. It was amazing. It was, you know, it's funny is when I left LA, when we moved away from there, like, if you don't know, I grew up in LA and, uh, moved out here with my family about 11 years ago now. Um, I swore, I was like, man, I'm done with California. I don't care about it anymore. I don't want to live there. I would never live there again. This trip was like, it was really nice. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it this time and got to see some friends and that was a, uh, just a great time. And, uh, it was pretty funny seeing my, my kids band play in a venue that I used to go see bands play years ago, but this was the funniest thing about it. So they were like, seven or eight bands playing that night mm -hmm. and you know tyler is 17 and his buddies are like 16 and 17 so they're, just, they're kids right one of the other bands that was playing these dudes were like in their 60s and uh they've been playing together in this band for like 35 years they look like a burned out version of motley crew <laughs> even more burned out than motley crew but they were the nicest dudes ever. They were just uh -huh. like totally, totally cool with, with the boys and like talking to them, giving them advice. It was the funniest damn thing ever. I, was, I felt like, I'm like, is this Molly Hatchet? Or like, who is this? <laughs> but it was pretty cool. And they had a great time and they got some cool, um, some cool exposure out of that. There were some people filming them and, talking to him afterwards so <laughs> it was a cool opportunity it was a lot of fun the other cool thing was we got a hookup and we got to go to disney mm -hmm. when we lived out there we had disneyland passes for a long time when our kids were little and you know i was never really that i liked it because it was always fun to watch my kids and their reaction to stuff but if you guys listening don't know me and kyle are like two big old star wars dorks oh yeah so I was pretty excited to go see uh, Galaxy's Edge and ride that and see that whole area. And it, to say that it didn't disappoint is, I understand, it was amazing. It was, mm -hmm. the, I was blown away by how cool it was. Like, 
you actually felt like you were walking through a set of one of the Star Wars movies and <clears throat> they had stormtroopers walking around messing with people and like it, I can't say actual size because there's no actual size to the Millennium Falcon, but this thing was massive. Yeah. Millennium Falcon uh, replica. And it was just, it was the coolest damn thing. I could have stayed in there all day. So lucky. I'm so glad you guys got to do that. Oh, man, it was cool. And the, and the ride was amazing. Yeah. It's like you're piloting the Millennium Falcon. Like there's two pilots, two gunners and a navigator. And it was just a blast. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. That's so amazing. Yeah, dude, it was it was sick. So, one of my buddies, he does. Uh, he has a, his best friend does security at Disney. So we got the the homie hookup for sure. Oh, oh. you know what they charge nice. to get into Disneyland now? Uh-huh. Hundred and fifty bucks a day just mm-hmm. for one park. I'm like, there's mm-hmm. no way I could take my family and go to Disneyland. Yep. You know, I see people do it all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going for like four days and we're going to go to the park. I know you get like a discount if you go multiple days right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But still, I was like, man, that's like three months rent. Yeah. You know? People, you know, they do whatever they got to do to get there if they really want to. Yeah. But yeah. We, you know, we do the same. We just kind of save up and budget yeah. for it. We know what it's going to be. And, you know, we love it. I grew up on it. My mom grew up on it when it, when Disney World first opened. We're not West Coast residents, yeah, so well, nobody's um, perfect. No, so we have to go down to Central, hot, swampy Central Florida. <laughs> that's where our nostalgia lies. Uh, Bugs Life Land. So we get you know, our the to- the uh, Galaxy's Edge is opening up there soon enough. So yeah, what is it? September down there? They're going uh, August 29th, August. Not to be specific, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to be specific, I'm not counting down. <laughs> we know when Kyle's going. We're going August or September 22nd. Yeah, it's you will not be disappointed, man. It is amazing. It's a lot of fun. Um, but you know, it, it's it was cool. Like you know, my son's buddies. Like one, there's so there's three kids in his band total. Uh, his friends Zach and Aiden. Aiden had been out to California with his family a couple of times, and and uh, so he'd seen it, but. Zach, dude, he'd never been farther west than like Dubuque, Iowa. <laughs> you know, like, there's so many better things than Dubuque, Iowa. <laughs> and that much I know. So he was just like blown away by everything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, like obviously the palm trees, the beach, the ocean, the cars. Dude, that was the thing that killed me. Like, when I grew up in LA, like, I didn't, I did not grow up in the nice part of LA, but you know, we went everywhere. And you always saw nice cars. You always saw like the excessive signs of living and, you know, Beverly Hills and all that stuff. But man, those people, I don't know what they have to complain. They have all the money in the world. Like I saw cars that I had had never even seen on TV out there, like supercars and Ferraris and Lamborghinis and like all this stuff. And I was just like completely blown away. It's so, it's so funny because i was sitting at a red light we rented a, a chevy tahoe which was real nice the nicest car i've been in in a long time <laughs> <laughs> i drive beaters but uh so i'm sitting at a red light and i, I look over and there's a guy in a brand new lamborghini he doesn't even have plates on the thing yet mm. beautiful car and he just did not look any happier than i was you know i was talking to my kid i was like do you really think that guy's happier than me because he's got that car mm-hmm doesn't look like it. 
Uh, well, you know, as the who knows song goes, big truck. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> big car. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, it's like a lot like, you know, them being young kids and they're like, oh, man, that'd be awesome. You know, you know, have that kind of car. I'm like, eh, would it, though? It's only cool to have mm-hmm. one of those things like A, to say you have it because it's like screw you money right yeah seriously and then like but to actually drive it like you'd want to take it out to like a racetrack somewhere like a drag strip and just that's the only place where you can really like drive it like it's meant to be driven yeah you know to the extent it's meant to be driven well yeah la is the land of traffic right so bumper to bumper in a lambo Mm. i I spent more time in traffic than anything when we were out there and that's it too like there's nothing cool about an 800 oil change you know (laughs) i mean can you imagine having to service a car that's a a 150 200 supercar with a v12 in it no man because i barely remember to do my own oil (laughs) i do my own um but yeah, no, it was interesting. So we had some cool conversations about just like life and, you know, money isn't everything. Uh, but it'd be nice once in a while. But, you know, you see all this, these people and they just, they didn't look any happier than, than anybody. And, you know, I tell that story all the time. Like, I don't make a lot of money, but I'm happier than I've ever been in my life because I'm doing what I love to do. And, you know, it's all good. But we did. We got to see some cool stuff. Them being so into music, we, you know, we went to the Guitar Center in Hollywood and some cool little record stores and mm-hmm. um, stuff that they wanted to see. So that was fun. I saw them playing. Uh, I, I saw the video of Tyler playing or jamming out in the Guitar Center, but yeah. I didn't have the audio on. I was at work, so I didn't know what he was playing. Yeah, he. That, so that's kind of our one of our favorite things to do, especially like on Sundays after church. We'll go to the local guitar center here in, Start in playing Naperville. Stairway to Heaven, then point the guy punch the sign. <laughs> no, yeah, stairway right? denied. No stairway. No, but you know it's it's fun. He's um, Tyler's totally content with going in there and playing really expensive guitars, and then putting them back on the shelf and going home and playing his stuff. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, it's fun. You know they had a blast doing that and we uh had quite the travel adventure we wanted to make it kind of special for them because this is a big deal for them to be able to play the whiskey i mean they got to play at warp tour last year and that was a big deal but this is like the biggest deal they've had so with my my van being dead and broken axle we're like oh uh how are we going to get to the airport and back <laughs> so with it was six of us all that went mm-hmm. with his band members and stuff and so we were like, okay, does anybody know of like an affordable limo company? That'd be kind of fun, right? Mm-hmm. So we we found one here, and it wasn't too bad. It was really affordable. And Lisa called. It was a woman who owned it, and uh, she's like, yeah, we just got a brand new. We just got our new limo, and it used to belong to Dr. Dre. What? I'm like, come on. Shut it. She's like, yeah, it was Dr. Dre's limo. Like we have a plaque and everything that's signed from him. And I was, I was like, what? all right, bet. So yeah, we we rode to the airport and back in Dr. Dre's limo was kind of funny. Did you listen to some Dre on the way? It, I, I didn't actually, but we didn't listen to much music. We went to the airport at like yeah. three in the morning. Yeah, at that point <laughs> you're just all like zombified. You're like, Ugh. yeah, and uh, it did not smell like marijuana. That's good. Which you was got good. That out. So and, and until we landed in California, then everything smelled like marijuana. Really? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Awesome. In a <laughs> but yeah, we had uh, we had a bit of a travel nightmare on the way back, like. Everything was fine going out there, which I guess is good. I'd rather have problems coming back than mm. going out. But mm-hmm. we uh, we flew from LAX to Denver on Tuesday, um, like five in the afternoon. 
got off in Denver to change planes to fly into Midway. We're going to get in at like 1230 in the morning. And, of course, the weather here was crazy on Tuesday night, yeah. crazy storms. And uh, so our flight got delayed, delayed again, delayed again. And finally, they said, okay, we're going to try this. We're going we're gonna to board. And there were two planes going to Midway in gates right next to each other. Uh-huh. Our flight got canceled because they said, I, I guess, and I don't know all the ins and outs of this stuff, but they said... Because of all the delays that were going on at Midway, there weren't enough gates available, and they were just going to cancel our flight but let the other one go at the same time. I was like, oh, that kind of stinks. So yeah. we spent the night in the Denver airport. and It's a big airport. Big airport, nowhere to really lay down except the floor, and after just having surgery and stuff not that long ago, I wasn't about to lay on the floor. And, and no CPAP. No CPAP. My ba- <laughs> couldn't get our bags. Could nothing. My medication, everything, which was stupid. I should have carried that on, but um. So finally, they they rebooked us. We had to fly into my least favorite city in the country, St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. mostly because it's full of Cardinals fans and St. Louis Blues fans now. Um, but we f- we. Got up the next morning, flew into there, got into Midway at like four in the afternoon. We had a five hour layover in St. Louis, dude. So, but luckily my son found a piano in the airport terminal and went to town on that for a while and made some extra money. Should have started but, playing uh, Go Cubs Go. No, but then that would have any money. Awesome. They would have been throwing them out. But, but uh, now, in, uh, you know, Zach's case for his base got broken by TSA and just all, you know, just craziness. But, we made it home. It was good to get home uh, on the 3rd of July. It was crazy because we were in the airport. We're like, why is it so crowded? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the day before 4th of July. It's like one of the biggest travel weekends of the year. Mm-hmm. Duh. But, um, yeah, one of the things about California that I kind of expected and didn't really know to the degree that I would see. We talked a little bit on the last episode about Illinois kind of coming up on legalizing marijuana and that actually happened while we were out in uh, California they governor signed it so January 1st it's official but uh we're out there my nephew Max lives in California and he's quite the connoisseur of marijuana apparently and so I was asking him a lot about it and I guess the law out there is it's recreationally it's legal but you can't smoke in public Mm -hmm. that's the law and you have to be 21. Well, Max is not 21 yet. <laughs> um, and I saw a whole lot of people smoking in public, smoking while they were driving. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw we were at stoplights and guys would like roll down their windows. And it looked like a Cheech and Chong movie, like smoke billowing out of the windows and stuff. <laughs> Which Everything. is not funny for no. if they're driving and doing that. No. Everything smelled like pot out there. It's supposed um, to be like that in Illinois, where they're not supposed to consume. Yeah, well, publicly, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, "Well, I'm not going to start smoking just because it's legal," and I'm like, "Well, you might not, but a lot of people will." Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty interesting to to see it and see just out in the open. You know, yeah, right. it's like, wow, this in is California. This is kind of a trip. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people smoke before, but they're looking around for the cops exactly. all the time. Exactly. You yeah. know, 
So, you know, with all this stuff coming up in Illinois, I've been really thinking about this and, you know, I'm not, not really a weed guy. I do use CBD for my health situations and stuff. Um, just the oil and all that. Um, and I have really seen a lot of benefits from the CBD stuff. Um, but one of the issues that I guess that I wanted to bring up that I've been hearing a lot and seeing a lot of stories about is Illinois now preparing to expunge records of people and release people from prison that are in prison for marijuana related offenses. Now I'm not, I guess I'll say, I don't really know yet how I totally feel about this, Mm -hmm. but I guess my question is there's that, I guess there's two sides of this. So if a person was prosecuted and sentenced for smoking marijuana versus selling mm. marijuana. There are two big differences there, right? But I, I don't know. I think my thing is on it, like, dude, that was illegal when you did it. Right. And you knew it was illegal when you did it. Mm-hmm. Just because it's legal now doesn't mean that it was okay back then, you right. know? So why, why are they so quick to just let everybody out? Like I said, I hope... I haven't really looked into it that much either yet, but I want to. Yeah. And I, I would imagine it'd be t- it'd be hard to believe that they'd let out people who were distributing and dealing. That's that's my thing is, you know, there's a big difference to mm-hmm. me, right? And I guess it would have to be like a case-by-case situation. But I read a story when I was flying out on the, the flight out to California that said Illinois is preparing for mass release of of convicts. And I'm like, do you mean mass release? Like, should be case by case. Right. Not only that, <laughs> so. be, like, a lot of those dealers and distributors probably have other convictions on their record that are probably violent in nature, these mm-hmm. crimes, right? Yeah. Maybe murders, um, you know. Robberies. Robberies, things of that nature. So... You can't just because they have, you know, a marijuana related crime on their record that they should just, oh, here you go. You're free. I hope they're smarter than that. Yeah. It's Illinois. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm afraid uh, of. Oh, Illinois. You're so pretty. But um, yeah, I don't know. I It'll be interesting to see kind of what happens with it. I know one of the big... Um, one of, one of the reasons that they really want to release people is not just that it's le- going to be legal now. It's the amount of money that it costs to house mm-hmm. people oh, yeah. in prison. And it is excessive. I mean, it's a lot of money. Um, you know, when you got... But here's my thing. And I don't know. I, I could be totally naive on this subject. Um, but I don't think they're going to throw somebody in prison for smoking weed in their house or their car or whatever i think it's like habitual offenders that get thrown in prison i could be totally wrong on that well but i don't know it's gonna be interesting to kind of see how this plays out yeah over the next months and years but Mm -hmm. we'll see what one of the things that you know people are like oh this is great because they'll be able to fix our roads now and pump money into our schools and like eh. that's out the disappointing thing that i saw was that it's only going to be like for education, it's only going to be like eight percent. Yeah, yeah. the The only people that I see making a lot of money off of this situation is politicians. 
Of course. <laughs> Isn't that how it always works? But people have left this state like in droves. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of them went to Colorado. Like I have friends who moved from here to Colorado and Colorado, recent Arizona. Years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Nevada too, because oh, really? Nevada just legalized marijuana this last year. Mm-hmm. And between legalizing marijuana and getting an NFL team, their property values have gone through the roof. It's insane. <laughs> and if you want to live in Satan's armpit in <laughs> Vegas, like be my guest. Right. But dude, and they get a hockey team. Don't forget. They, they, yeah, they a kinda, good hockey team. Yeah, they they bought a good hockey team. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I mean Vegas is doing some stuff and. When I was out there, I spoke at Central last year, and it was I was really kind of pleased to see a lot of the changes that have taken place in Vegas to kind of, mm-hmm. I'll stop short of saying clean it up, but they've rearranged things, and there's not, you know, there's not strip clubs on every block now, right. and they're kind of in an area. Um, but, yeah, Vegas is certainly not the Vegas I grew up going to, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here in Illinois. God knows we could use some road repair, uh, yeah. because... I've I've torqued out shocks many times, hitting bumps, but you know we'll see, we'll see. I I don't know. I mean, we have bridges on I eighty over Joliet that are falling apart. And <laughs> don't even, yeah, dude, I drove on that thing the other day. What? Going, I, yeah, well, Tyler and I on Fourth of July, Tyler and I woke up and and made the trek to Indiana to buy explosive devices. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, dude, I, we drove over that bridge. Um, right by Joliet and the casino. Mm, I know. Oh. And that's the one that's crumbling, man. It's like one of these days, it's just going to fall down into the river. And I was praying the whole time, like, please, God, please, God, please, God, don't let it be me. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just going to buy fireworks, God, <laughs> please. So, but I, we made it, obviously. But man, 4th of July, you know, th- and this is not new. This is not surprising, but. Every 4th of July, you know, it's hot. It was like in the 90s this week. It was sweltering here. Whenever it warms up in Chicago, the violence goes up, and the violence certainly went up. There were um, 33 people shot, four killed just on 4th of July. And four more people were stabbed at Navy Pier, and like 10 people were hurt in a stampede after those stabbings took place. Um, You know, people have asked me for the last eight years of doing this, this ministry work, like what has to happen to stop the violence in Chicago? And then I'm not, I'm at the point where like, I don't even like going up there anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my, my, no. my kids are older and they want to go up for the day and, you know, go to North Avenue beach. There's fights at North Avenue beach all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you can't even go to the city. You can't even go and have a good time on 4th of July, watch the fireworks without people getting shot or stabbed or robbed. And, you know, I, I didn't Trump say he had the answer to the violence in Chicago. Yeah. He said that back in after he took office and yeah, he was going to have it all fixed within like three months or something. Yeah. He was going to send like the national guard and yeah. Yeah. That that thanks to Chicago. That hasn't happened yet. No. Oh, Mm -hmm. shoot. Yeah, something's got to happen. Um, and for those of you who love President, I'm not. I know he didn't create the violence in Chicago, so just stop typing your hate mail right now. But uh, but it is. It's Chris at Inkwinity.com. Yeah, I mean, feel free. <laughs> I have a shredder here. Um, I don't think any one person has the answer. I don't think any one person has the answer to the violence in Chicago. I wish I did because I'm sick of watching it and 
seeing people get killed and over stupid stuff, man. Like it's it's always over stupid stuff. There's no reason. There's no, you know, killing is never an option. But Mm-mm. it just seems like there's no care in the world, no uh, concern for the value of human life, and people are just out there with their guns shooting places up. Um, I'm terrified to see what the total weekend numbers are on Monday morning. But They'll be adjusted. He, well, yeah. You mean the Chicago Police Department reclassifies murders and shootings? Maybe. Yeah. Do they? We'll yeah. find out. You can do- <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Same bat channel. Look to last year's 4th of July and we'll find out. Or yeah, this well, last year in general versus, I don't know, let's say, when did they start doing that? I think they started doing that in 2017 at some point. Yeah, I think so. So if you compare any of those numbers, 2017 forward versus 2015, 2014, you'll see it did not, there was not a dramatic drop in crime and shootings. No. Trust me. Well, didn't they just come out like a week ago and say that shootings have, are down significantly over previous years? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where they're getting their math from. And every day they talk about getting um, or collecting, you know, guns off the street. So, yeah, it's good to see that stuff on the news, no doubt. Yeah. Did you see the thing this week? So if you don't live in, in Illinois, we got, or not we, we don't live in Chicago. We're close enough. But we got a new mayor in Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, who is the first openly gay woman mayor of Chicago. And she's African-American and the first, the first, the first, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know enough about her to, to know how good she's going to be at this job yet. But... um one of her, so she pulled different police officers to be her her personal security, and one of them is a female who was just arrested for beating the hell out of her wife. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, like what the hell's going on? Like, right. So it's uh, already you know, and she's she's doing some stuff. She's trying to make adjustments to stop some of this violence and stuff it's like man start with your security team that would be good (laughs) but you know it's i I can't really say because i don't know what the answer is myself like i wish i did i wish i had the answer to all this garbage because i'm tired of it and you know it's bad like when it's not like i'm not afraid to go up to chicago and do ministry work but it's like what's the point you know i feel Mm -hmm. that way sometimes like why am I going to go up there and put myself or my team or my family at risk to go up there when 33 people got shot on 4th of July? Mm-hmm. Like, totally. Figure it out. And one of my friends is an activist. He's an African-American guy, and he had this awesome shirt that I could never wear. And you'll know when I say it. But sure. He, he has this T-shirt that says, if you hate... Uh, well, I'm going to mess up the exact wording, but to the effect of... If you hate um, black people being killed in Chicago, then stop killing them. And it was a picture of a a kid, a gang member, holding the gun. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I I obviously could not wear that shirt. It would have a whole different connotation for people that don't know me. But, um, you know, it's true. It's like, why? Stop. Just stop. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, well, when I was a younger kid, if we had a problem with somebody, we just got, we just had a fight. We scrapped, we slap boxed, whatever, and it was over. And mm-hmm. we were hanging out. We didn't have guns around until like the late 80s. <laughs> and then, of course, we saw the rise in violence in LA and what happened there. But just crazy. 
But, uh, oh, one of the other things I wanted to mention about L.A., I wanted to go out and see Nipsey Hussle's shop when we were out there up on Crenshaw, mm-hmm. and we did. Um, we went up, drove up there on Sunday. I wanted to see the murals and everything. Dude, you know there were still, that was, what did he get shot, like a month and a half ago? Yeah, maybe, I want to say it was even, it was April or March. Was it? Mm-hmm. There were still probably 300 people just hanging out outside of the shop. Just hanging out. And I don't know if they had, I don't think they had a special March event. March 31st. I don't think they had a special event or anything that day, like, but there was like a good 300 people just chilling in front of the shop, hanging out. But it was cool. We got to see the murals and they're, they're pretty awesome. So nice. did that. Wanted to mention that. One of the last things I wanted to bring up today, and this, this one had me really fired up, is the fact, I don't know what in the hell is going on in New York. I mean, I really don't. I mean, first they, they approve the um, birthday abortion thing where they can kill babies like up till the day they're born, which is disgusting to me. Now they're trying to legalize prostitution um, because they say that that's the answer to reducing sexual violence against women and reducing human trafficking. I'm like, well, <laughs> what? that is human trafficking, though. Right. Um, yeah, not the answer. Um, you know, they part of their argument was the amount of um, sexual assaults in Nevada going down dramatically when they they legalized prostitution. I'm, I'm calling complete BS on that mm-hmm. um, because like Chicago does with murders, they can play with the numbers and make their own math reclassify mm-hmm. um so no that's to me that's not the answer that's just an easy way out that's gonna be a nightmare and, yeah it is it's gonna know, be difficult yeah. very very oh man i mean the real answer is properly punishing the people who buy sex mm-hmm if you want to reduce human trafficking, we've talked about this isn't, I'm not some genius because I say this. This is common sense, and which unfortunately doesn't seem to be that common in our country anymore. But, you know, it's really simple. If there's no demand, there's no need for the supply. And the way to kill that demand is by punishing the people who buy sex. Like these Johns, they basically, it's a slap on the wrist. It's a speeding ticket. It's a misdemeanor. Big deal, you know? Put some teeth in that. Make them make them register as sex offenders, and and pay for that. You know, <laughs> so um, come up like Wisconsin did with John School. Create a program like that where they have to pay for it and they have to go for ten weeks and listen to people like the ones that they were victimizing. Like, yep. put some real teeth in this thing and make it not be so easy to get off on it. That's what will reduce sex trafficking and sexual violence against women and, and men for that matter. Um, and you know, a big chunk of that, that did help that fight here anyway, from what I've seen just again on the surface mm-hmm. was backpage.com being shut down. I think that had a huge impact. Yeah. Um, huge, but still I think minor because then you get sites like, like this, like I'm not going to even, Put it out there, but well, I'll just censor it out. But 
do you like.com is this another personal site where there's people putting themselves out there oh yeah there's a ton of them i mean and it it looks like it's a dating website but it's clearly not it looks it's it's basic looking as backpage.com was yep except there's a picture like a profile like you search for someone on facebook Mm. so yeah i can if someone could have a prostitution ring here in suburban Illinois outside of Chicago, mm-hmm. just have their girls create profiles. It looks legit. looks yeah. like it's someone just looking to date. Yep. Definitely. Well, when I was in um, LA, we were driving around and I saw a car that had like a vehicle wrap on it advertising a website called backpagepro.com. And it's like, it looks like Backpage. It's brand new. So I, I forwarded that over to my FBI friends, and they're checking into it. But they they did get back to me. They said it's not the same people, but it has the same, you know, kind of stuff going on for sure. Yeah, I think we talked about that on that podcast episode where we talked about the shutdown of Backpage.com. Yeah. I think we mentioned, like, yeah, this is great, but it's probably going to create other little pop-ups to fill its, oh, to fill the yeah. void. Yeah, there's always going to be some. That's why, you know, I I kind of, I don't want to say laugh, but I just kind of smile when people are like, we're going to end back, or we're going to end sex trafficking. I'm like, that's a great thing, man. If you could do that, I will have you sent in for sainthood. But let's be real. Let's be honest. I mean, the best we can do is slow it down mm-hmm. and interrupt it and educate about it so that people don't do it. Um, getting rid of it. I, gosh, man, if you can do that, you're a way better person than I am. Cause I've been trying to figure that out for the last eight years and I got nothing other than the fact that we need to punish the people who are buying and the people who are selling. So, Hey, oh, and here's another thing. Why, why don't we try to raise our sons and daughters to be better people? That would be good too. Because, man, I, some of, uh, I won't name any names, but some of my kids' friends could use a, a little bit of uh, dad and son time, mm-hmm. you know? Some of the things I hear some of these kids say is pretty disturbing when it comes to their relationships or yeah, man. dating and whatever. It's like, wow, you really think like that? Yeah, my, I have a a friend of mine who just went on a trip with um, his daughter and, you know, she allowed them to bring her to bring three friends with. Mm-hmm. They rented a big minivan and, yeah. and took a trip. And he's like, man, the things I heard and found out about, which I wouldn't have normally, like a normal parent wouldn't have heard. But, you know, he says a lot of them feel comfortable around me, much yeah. like they do, like Tyler's friends with you. Yeah. Or they feel comfortable to come to you and talk to you about stuff out in the open. Yeah. He's like, wow. He was shocked. Oh, it's terrifying. Just absolutely shocked. Yeah. Some of but it's stuff, good to hear those things. Oh, it is. It's good to know what's going on. Stop it. In that correct age group. But mm-hmm. man, it's also terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're, uh, if you're in New York, keep an eye on this stuff. We're going to keep an, keep an eye on it too. It's going to be an ongoing thing. And I don't think it's going to be something that happens fast, but, um, when we get information on who you can call to voice your dismay of this possible legalization of prostitution, we'll let you know for sure. Uh, just had one quick announcement. 
before we kind of close things up for the day. I am back to work now and I'm feeling pretty good. My health is good. I'm still healing up from that last surgery. It, it probably has a few more weeks of healing to go, but I'm working. So I'm working full time and I did a, I'm doing a special for July. Uh, we're doing $25 semicolons, $50 Bible verse references, and we've lowered our minimum um, permanently to $50 from $75. So our new shop minimum is $50 for regular tattoo work. And if you need some some help with covering or removing tattoos related to um, gangs, former gang affiliation, sex trafficking, brands, domestic violence, or covering self-harm scars, please give us a call. Inc. 180 630-554-1404. Or you can always email me, chris at ink180.com. Go out, have a great week. Be a blessing to somebody. You see, we're on a mission from God. It's a